Hey friends, I hope you're having an amazing day. This is a shameless plug going out to my free downloads. I just loaded up cycling snacks. So these are a great way to make your own healthy snacks for a training inside, outside, or for the family. So go to askcoachsylvie.com and download them today. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, gang, welcome to another episode of Secrets and Settle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew, and this is the coaches segment happening this Friday, which when this comes out, I will be, cross my fingers, in Hastings, Michigan, getting, um, signing in and getting my swag bag for Barry Roubaix. So you know that I interviewed Matt Acker of Barry Roubaix in January for the event, and I was totally intrigued by the event, and then when I checked how far it was, I'm like, oh, it's just far enough for me to drive. I was always saying that I have like a maximum of 13 hours. I will drive for an event or for a training camp, whatever. And this one fit the bill. So I asked Matt if I could join. um, And he said, yes. So gratuitous. And, um, but not really. See, when we had the the um, the challenge going on for uh, reviews, nobody claimed the free entry. The person who won it didn't come forward, and so I was like, "Well, hey, Matt, could I take it?" And he said, "Yeah." So here I am, and. If you're listening to this, you might want to switch over to YouTube, which is right at the top of the description because this one's a more visual um, episode because I'm basically in my basement in the middle of um, all this gear. I borrowed my friend's uh, cyclocross bike to use. Funny enough, it used to be mine. And um, so... What I'm doing is I'm swapping, it needed some, not repair, but just some adjustments. And I have like a lot of the the tools here. So I do take care of my own bikes for the most part, almost like 99%. If there's something that I just can't figure out, or if I don't feel super comfortable, like especially the derailleur adjustments, which I'm getting better at. Um, I'll take it in and just have them do quick adjustments, which are super cheap. Um, but I've saved tons of time and money and, um, 
I've, you know, changed all my tires and uh, clean my cassettes. I can take all, like I could take those off and my chains and, and things like that. So what I'm doing is I'm just cleaning up my girlfriend's bike and um, I'm swapping out the back cassette for something a little bit bigger. Um, I was gonna change the chain, but it seems like hers is longer. So I don't wanna mess with that. That seems kind of different. Um, and uh, which is odd because this chain that I have uh, goes on a bigger crank set in the front. So anyways, I don't know. See, that's something I don't know about. <laughs> so that would be something that I would definitely go and ask um, help. But so <clears throat> I'll show you here. Um, with regards to the gear, um, first I'm getting this bike. I'm hopefully going to go for a ride with it tonight. So this is her, um, chain ring, uh, a crank here. And, uh, so I was going to swap it out for something bigger, but everybody said I should keep with this one, but I'm going to go with the bigger range in the other cassette. So this is a 12. 27 and I have an 1128 over there and I definitely want an 11 for downhills and there's going to be plenty of them uh in Barry Roubaix because uh, I was you know when you go to an event there are certain things you need to check out weather yeah that's kind of last minute but what's the terrain like and what do you have to practice for so um, there's going to be a lot of little rollers. I'm doing the hundred kilometers, so 62 miles. Um, and so I got to be ready for that, for easy climbing, like a good gear ratio. And, um, so I'm also, yeah, her like pulley wheels are disgusting. You want to see what disgusting pulley wheels look like? Okay. So see all this dirt right there? that that needs to come off so I'm gonna clean that up and put a new cassette on um, and then I'm gonna put the, her chain back on and then I'm gonna go for a little test ride but okay so the word on the street is that it's gonna be really cold this weekend because they everybody did a uh, pre-ride well a bunch of people did a pre-ride so Barry Roubaix has its own Facebook page about the event <laughs> so everybody did a pre-ride and um, and so I guess it was okay but it's supposed to get a lot of rain this weekend uh, this week um, and so this weekend it's gonna be cold so what do you do when it's going to be cold for an event? You bring freaking everything. Like people are talking about putting pogies on their front, on their handlebars, which I have some. Um, and, uh, and I'm also contemplating bringing a front carrier to put a lot of shit in. <laughs> just in case because um and also so I can peel off clothes because I'd rather be warm than cold I have done an event 
and I'll, I'll never forget it. I've also done multiple adventure races where multi-day where, you know, we're out there for 36 hours. This is going to be four to five hours. However, the colder you are, the slower you go. And that's not something I ever want to think about. So I had to strategically plan, like, what am I going to wear for my shoes? I might just go with my hikers on flats and put um, a covering over them and some hot shots. I might just do that because that would be better than freezing my feet. Because um, I do have my... Uh, my wind, my um, mountain bike shoes, and these are my hikers. And I have no problem biking 100k in my running shoes. Um, I never have, and it's you know it's not going to make any difference on the hills for me. Um, I mean, it would be a little bit easier pulling up, but the thing is, right now, is thinking about strategically for warmth and not DNFing because I don't go to races to DNF. <laughs> That's one thing I don't do. So I would rather compromise to be able to finish strong because I'll tell you about that event that I went to. I don't know how many women were in my category, but I had two teammates in my category and it, it was nasty to start like a little bit raining, a little bit hailing, um, cold. And a lot of people started like in very light clothing. Um, a massive amount people pulled out of hyperthermia or just too cold. And you want to know the thing? I won my category. I think I was one of the only master's women who finished. Like literally. When I came, showed up... Nobody was left, <laughs> but here's the thing. I finished and I won first place. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what I go for. I'm going for, um, yeah. So I have this amazing bag here. So I'm literally, and here's my pogies. These pogies are so old. These are for actually paddling and you see them here they they undo here and they can go around your handlebars so I can bring these if it's a really dire case but what I will probably do is bring a heavier mitt with a glove inside and hand warmers for my hands and then like I said um more for my shoes. I'll bring these two shoe options with booties. And that's where you can slip the little uh, hot shots underneath. And I have a multiple, so I'm gonna go grab those and put them in my bag. Um, yeah, and then I'll start putting together my food. And you wanna think about heat, uh, warmth, and um, so here's another thing. I haven't found accommodations yet. So I'm kind of, that's probably the only thing that I'm kind of mm, about. I don't mind sleeping in my car, but it's going to be cold. Um, and I could bring a tent, but uh, today is the day to sit and figure that out. I've got my map. Um, 
and finding like a cheap hotel, you know, um, the next uh, town over. But here's a couple things, you know, when you're getting ready, it's Monday. I drive out Thursday. I'm taking all day to drive there. I hate being stressed. I'm hoping maybe Friday I'll be able to drive some of the route over um, biking it. And uh, so Friday is about scoping out the area, the start line, um, some of the race course, um, picking up my swag bag, setting up the team tent. And I don't like to do, I don't like rushing in. I like being there first, picking my spot. Um, so if I can give you any bit of advice, always give yourself lots of time. Now, my first struggle, and you'll know this by the time you hear this podcast episode, is getting across the border. So tomorrow I go for a rapid test and I'm going to take that. Things have changed. You don't need to passport anymore, but you never know, depending on who you get the border. Um, my strategy is to start at Ogdensburg. If I don't get there, go down to Thousand Islands. If I don't get there, go to Kingston and then I'll decide. If I get turned around, then I'm just going to come home and you'll hear about it <laughs> on the podcast stories on Instagram. So make sure you're following there because that's where I'm going to be posting all the updates as well as my personal uh, Instagram page. Um, so logistics, I have them all printed. I've read them all out. Uh, I've got the map of the city or the, the, the Hastings and, um, you know, where everything sits and parking and things like that. Like there's going to be 4,000 people there. So I have to think about that. It's not just going to be me rolling in and trying to find parking, right? There's gonna be like thousands of people biking around and, um, and then so logistics, accommodations, uh, timing, uh, make sure you have enough time, uh, know where your start is, know what time you have to start because they're very specific. If you line up in the wrong spot, you could get DNF'd. Um, that would really suck right at the beginning. Um, and if I have time, I will scope through the amount of women because, uh, temperatures like this, lots of people don't show up and that can lead to a higher ranking on the standings. Um, so I'm just going there to finish, but let's be honest, I have a plan. <laughs> the plan is to stay friggin' warm and cross that finish line, but in good time. Um, so right now, after I finish this, I'm going to finish the bike, put it together. Uh, the, the chain is cleaned. I got to clean it up, clean the pulley wheels, ride my bike tonight, ride the bike tonight. Um, whether it be on the trainer or outside, making sure everything is working and, um, pulling together more of my clothing, like going upstairs, getting my 
uh, my knickers and my long leggings, my long tights, um, because I wear different types of shorts with those. So I have to think about that, bringing a couple different pairs. So I don't want to be stuck without different types of clothing because that can be, that can really like bite you in the ass. Um, and different types of jackets. I have a range of different types of jackets. Um, so pulling those all out as well. Um, and um, yeah, mm -hmm. those are strategic. Like this could make or break your event. Like 100K is a long fucking way. Being miserable and cold. And I felt that and... You know, thankfully I finished that race before I hit her hypothermic. But after I finished that race, man, I bawled my eyes out. I was so freaking cold. Um, so I don't want to be like that ever again. So I've got to plan properly. Um, yes. So that's where I'm going to start pulling together a bunch of gear. Um, and so I have options and that's another reason why Friday is open is to plan for Saturday. There's like, you should not be doing that the morning of an event, you know, the morning of the event is for, especially when you, you like start at 10, you need to eat, travel, make sure all your shit's ready. That's what Saturday morning's about. That's not for like rushing around, doing tire changes, um, switching things up. You should have figured out what you're wearing Friday night and be ready. Everything packed in the car and that's how I roll. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today. Um, I'll have something more exciting, but make sure that you are following me on my personal Instagram and the podcast Instagram, and you'll hear all the updates, um, over the weekend, whether I got across and if I did all the fun and to put on your calendar next year. All right, so I'm just going for the party, but um, anywho, wish me luck. Send me some good luck charms on social and um, I will see you there. Thank you and have yourself an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.